0: Well, y'all want some more teaching and preaching? Can you take some more? Turn, please, to Psalm, our text, Psalm 103, the 103rd Psalm, and you can go ahead and find uh, John, the 14th chapter as well, Psalm 103, and John 14. We begin... What was it, seven or eight weeks ago? On this series, we've entitled The Works and Ways of Jesus. And we're all as a church also reading the New Testament through one chapter every day, Monday through Friday. It's interesting, it works out exactly that if you'll do that in one year's time, you will have read the New Testament entirely through one chapter a day. And I know sometimes people say, well, I'm a fast reader. I can do way out beyond that. Well, I didn't ask you about that. Uh, We want you to give full attention and read carefully. When you're fresh, you know, and slowly, not scanning, not speed reading, getting everything you can out of that one chapter. Maybe read it again in a different translation. And uh, what I'm doing... And this is just me, I'm a, I'm a preacher, so I do this kind of stuff. I read it a couple of times, a different translation, then I get out my interlinear. linear. It's got every word, you know, in the Greek, and I go through every word. Look, I'm learning a bunch of stuff. I'm I'm enjoying it. Amen. Amen. How many believe the cook ought to eat their own yes, cookie? Yeah. Is that right? And yeah. I'm not going to ask you to do something that, I, that I'm not going to do. In Psalm 103, are you there? Have you found your place? This has been our text for this series. We'll read it again. It simply says, He, Psalm 103.7, He, God, made known His ways unto Moses, His acts unto the children of Israel. Notice the distinction. He made known His ways unto Moses, His acts or His works to Israel. The children of Israel, different places you can read, he had said to them, to the children of Israel, this first generation that he brought out of bondage from Egypt, he said, how long before you understand my ways? How long before you obey? They saw what he did. They saw the splitting of the Red Sea. They saw the manna out of the sky, the water out of the rock. They saw all of it, but they never learned how he works. And I don't want to be like that Do you. I want to know not just what he does, what he's done. I want to understand his ways. Amen? Amen. Well, we have for us drawn an eternal picture. Because Jesus is the express image of the Father God. So much so, you remember at the end of his ministry, he said, If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So what are God's ways? That's one reason we're reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I'm encouraging you to pray a quick prayer before you read it and say, Lord, open my eyes. Help me to see Jesus in these words. Help me to see his ways. Amen? Because I want my ways to be his ways. His ways to be my ways, better way to say it. In fact, why don't everybody say that out loud? Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Help me, to see Help me to see things the way you do. The way
1: you do.
0: Help, me to think Help me to think like you do. Like you do. I, want your ways I want your ways become my ways, become my ways. In, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. Now, so you pray that kind of thing before you read your next chapter. And how many are doing that? You're seeing Jesus. You're seeing how he operates. So we've been taking different things, as the Lord's prompted us, Seeing how Jesus operated and how He thinks and how He operates. And today, I want us to get into how Jesus operated. And specifically, we might say it like this How did Jesus know what to do in daily life? How did He know where to go? How did He decide? How did He come upon what He was going to preach? Let's say the Sermon on the Mount, so famous. How did he know that day to speak on that? How did he know the to tell the man whose eyes were blind? How did he know to tell him to go wash in a certain pool? How come he didn't just lay hands on him like he did other people? When the Pharisees and Sadducees accosted him and questioned him accusatively, I mean, how did he know what to answer them? I mean, some of the things he answered them just stopped them in their tracks. Yeah. Turned the whole thing around. Instead of him being under the gun, now they're on the gun. Yeah. I mean, they thought they had him. Either way, he answered on some of these things. But he turned around and said, well, I got a question for you. What about this? And then the whole at him looking at him going, yeah, <laughs> what about that? <laughs> and they had to turn around and say, we cannot tell. And so he said, well, I'm not telling you either. The wisdom of God. How did he know these things? How did he know where to go? When? How did he know who to choose and appoint for the twelve apostles? For the seventy? How did he know these things? Now sometimes people will say, well because he's God. That's the wrong answer. I said that's the wrong answer. He was and is God and will always be God. God manifested in the flesh. But a great truth that you never need to forget. As he was in the earth, he did not operate as God. Right. Philippians tells us, if you want to go read it sometime, the second chapter, uh, different translations bring out more understanding of It even says, he laid aside his mighty weight and power and glory and he became like other men. In fact, John 14, 12, is, it says, if you believe on him, the works that I did, he said, you will do also. Yes. Is that true? Yes. That if we believe on him and follow him, the same things he did, we will do. And he went on to say, and greater works than these shall you do, because I go to my father. How can that be if he did them as God? If he did them with omnipotence if he did them operating in omniscience as the all-knowing almighty god we can't compare to that we can't say well we can do what you did no we can't you're god how can we do it but if he did it as a man anointed with the holy spirit and he will anoint us with the same anointing then we can see the capability amen and that is the truth that is the reality So how did he do it? He did it by continued dependence on the Holy Spirit. He did it in a working relationship with the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit here today? Will he help us? Can we look to him? Can we rely on him? Then we see how we can have the results Jesus had. In John chapter 14, if you'd turn there, please. John, the 14th chapter. This is some of the final hours before Jesus was offered up on the cross and before he left his, uh, you might say, his crusade team and his staff. And you remember when he told them, I'm going away, they were greatly disturbed. They were distraught. And you couldn't blame them. I mean their life is so radically different since Jesus has come into it. We know that. Now he says, I'm going away. They said, no way. And the rest of them said, we'll go with you. He said, no, you can't come right now. And Peter said, if I have to die with you, I'll go with you. And they all said the same thing, the scripture said, but he went on to tell them, he said, listen, it's going to be better for you that I go away. Now that was. that You know. They could only have received that by faith. That's right. And anytime the Lord tells you. To turn loose of something. That is the best thing you've ever had. And he's got something better for you. It takes faith doesn't it? It takes faith to turn loose. Of what you've come to know. And what's comfortable. And, and what's dependable to you. And to launch out like Abraham. Had to leave everything and went out not knowing where he was going. Now that takes faith. They come by his neighbors that have lived around him for years. And he's loading up all his camels. And he's loading up all his stuff. And they say, Abe, you leaving? He said, yeah, we're moving. How come you moving? I thought you liked it." Well, the Lord God Almighty, he told me to move. He did. Where did he tell you to move to? He didn't say exactly. Come again? He didn't say. So where are you going? Well, I think we're going that away and we'll know when we get there. Don't you imagine they went away thinking, "Abe has lost it.' He's lost it." And when we walk by faith today, we will have similar Situations. That's right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We had people ask us till we got tired of hearing it. What are you, Branson? Why are you going to Branson? I only had one answer. I only one. We had only been up here two or three times in in our whole life. And I said, Well, because the Lord's dealing with me to go. That's why. why? What's up there? I don't know. <laughs> Where are you going to live? I don't know. We're still figuring that out. What are you going to do with your office? What about your staff? They're coming too. They must have listened to a few of our sermons because every one of them came. Not a one of them stayed. Every one of them came. And they're here and they're happy. And they are official Bransonites now. They say. So. But he is following an unseen one. Isn't he? How do you follow an unseen one? I'm going to talk to you about that some tonight. Glory to God. Look in chapter 14. Jesus told him in verse. Let's see. There's so many good things right here. But in verse 26, let's read it. 14:26. He said, "The Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in My name." What will he do? See, he told him. he said, it's better for you that I go away. And they thought, how could that be? He said, because if I don't go away, the comforter won't come. Well, he did go. And he did send the comforter. He came on the day of Pentecost and he's been here ever since. And he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. He's with us always. Isn't it an amazing thing to realize that the spirit of the almighty is in me? In you in us twenty four hours a day, Hallelujah. seven days a week, yes. him who knows everything about everything yes. is right on the inside that's yes. right glory
1: yes.
0: it's an amazing thing when you yes. think about it and he said this is what he's going to do he's going to teach you a few things all, things. Uh-uh. all things. what does that mean oh. all things you need to know everything you need to know in every area of life do you know the Holy Ghost can show you how to cook. Yes, amen. The Holy Ghost can teach you how to carpenter work better. Yeah. He can yeah. teach you how to mechanic better. Amen. amen. Show you anything and everything. You may have met a few people that thought they knew everything, but they didn't. But he really does. Amen. Know everything. <laughs> and do you know, though, that the Holy Spirit helps some people a lot uh-huh. and other people a little bit? And other people not at all. That's right. And I'm talking about Christians. That's yeah. right. Do you know there's some Christians. The Holy Spirit helps. A whole lot more than other Christians. Yes. And it's not because he's a respecter of persons. It's because some people. Have learned to look to him. Yes. And learn to cooperate with him. And learn to yield to him. Yes. While others still trying to do it. Just in their own strength. Amen. Yes. He will teach you all things, and He will bring all things to your remembrance, whatever I have said to you. Skipping down to the 16th chapter. 1613. 1613 of the same book, Jesus continued to say, when He, the Spirit of Truth, is come, and He is come now, He will do what? Guide. Oh, I thank God for that. He will guide you. He will guide you, not into error, not into the wrong way, but into all truth. The true way, the right way, He's our guide. Can children of God expect to be led and directed, guided by the Holy Spirit in big things and small? Hmm? You know, some people have wrong thinking. You ever heard people say, well, I don't want to bother the Lord with that? You ever heard any of that kind of, well, I don't want to bother the Lord. And I think they've got in there thinking, they must imagine that God is up there at the heavenly switchboard. With the headset on and, you know, the old uh, cable and socket type uh, operator board and the lights are lit up from prayer calls all over the world and the Lord is plugging them in and answering calls and, and there's perspiration on His brow and man, this thing is blinking, blinking, blinking. I mean, there's calls from presidents and, and folk on the street and I mean, all over the world. Can you imagine? And they're thinking, well, I don't want to bother the Lord with my little thing. Well, friend, there ain't no heavenly switchboard. I know we people think sometimes call him up and tell him what you want, but there ain't no heavenly switchboard. God doesn't even have computers. He wouldn't have one. A computer would be like an ox cart to God. He's way out beyond computers. I tell you what he is, he is the Almighty. Seated on the throne. Aware of everything. And not sweating. Very cool. He can hear and answer the president's request and the prime minister and the widows over in Africa and help you find a parking place downtown at the same time with no problem. You have not because you ask, not because God's too busy and can't handle it and because he don't care. It's because you ask not and don't ask in faith, perhaps. How come me to say all that? But anyway, when he's come, what will he do? He will guide you into all truth. He'll not speak of himself, but whatever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you also things to come. This is one of the big ways that the Lord protects us, is if we'll stay attuned to him He'll warn us about things that we shouldn't get into, and he'll show us about good things that we should get into. But back to the original question, how do you follow the unseen one? How did Jesus do it? How did he know? Go back with me, please, to the book of Luke and the second chapter, and let me show you just a couple of examples. Luke two and verse twenty five, listen to these things. It's enlightening. It said there was a man, Luke two twenty five, a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. Now, if you were here Sunday, we talked about the difference between the Spirit of God in you in the new birth, and the Spirit of God upon you. In being baptized in the Spirit. And we had several people who got filled with the Spirit here Sunday morning. Spoke in tongues. Amen. Now if that disturbs you. Don't be concerned. We're not going to try to push anything off on anybody. But I'm telling you. If you don't receive this fullness. You're going to miss out on a lot of great and good things. And if you're not sure. Don't take our word for it. Just hang around. Search the scriptures. Amen. Check everything out. See if it's right. And be convinced before you. Try to make any kind of step. But uh, this man, the Holy Ghost, was on him, upon him, and it was revealed to him, how? By the Holy Ghost. The Holy ghost. The Holy ghost. Can the Spirit of God, now ghost is just an old English word, it's exactly the same Greek word that's translated spirit. So Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, same thing. Same person. So, it was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. Can the Holy Spirit reveal things to us? Yeah. Can he cause us to know something? Yes, Yes, he can. That he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. How did he know that? Didn't say he heard a voice. Didn't say he had a vision. Just said the Holy Spirit revealed it to him. So he knew this, that he would not die until he had seen the Christ. He knew that in his spirit, and the way he knew it was the spirit of God revealed it to him. And verse 27, he came, how? By the spirit, by the spirit into the temple. Now we use this kind of language, it just so happened he came in the same time that they were <laughs> dedicating Jesus. <laughs> but we know it wasn't a just so happened, it was a just led by the spirit. Yes. Right? Right? How did he know that though? Sometimes people try to make these things more spectacular than they are. They are supernatural, but not necessarily spectacular. You'd have to add to the scripture to say he heard a voice. You'd have to add to the text to say he saw a vision. It just said he came by the spirit. Some interesting things here. You know, why do, will a goose fly south? How do they know that? And animals, how do they know what to do? I guarantee you they don't reason it out. They don't get together and go, What well, do y'all think we ought to do this year? It's not a matter of reasoning. They just something in them that prompts them to fly that away. And one of them takes off and the rest of them's got the same thing. So they, they go with it. And without a GPS. And without a compass. And without checking the weather channel or anything. Fly hundreds of miles and thousands of miles. And wind up at exactly the same place. Now how do they do that? How do they do that? Because there's a God in heaven. I said because there's a God in heaven. And he put that in them. And they just follow that. They follow that sense. Or well, would God as Christians had goose sense? <laughs> that when we get something in our spirit, we wouldn't have to reason it out or figure it out or get a committee to verify it. We'd just have as much responsiveness as an old goose. And just go with it. We would wind up at the right place. Exactly the right place. Every time. Amen. Anybody remember Proverbs, the third chapter? What is it about the fifth verse or so? In fact, just hold your place here and go back there and look at it, please. Proverbs 3. Of all the things I know of that are important in my estimation for Christians to learn... This is absolutely one of the most important. I mean, you know, I think probably at least the top five, maybe the top three things every Christian ought to know and learn is how to be led by the Spirit of God. It's amazing how much ignorance there is on the subject. It's amazing how many people are still making decisions based on other things, other methods than being led. We're going to talk about it a little bit. But you and I are not left at the mercy of guesswork or other people's opinions or any of this. Every one of us in this new covenant have the same Holy Spirit who was in and on Jesus the Master. In and on us. We don't have to look out here somewhere to know what to do. We need to look on the inside. Amen. Amen. He's on the inside. We look on the inside to be led. In Proverbs 3 and verse 5, what does it say? Trust in the Lord Lord with all your intellect, with all your head. No, you don't believe God with your head. You don't trust with your intellect. You reason with your intellect. You don't believe God with your mind. Faith is not of the mind. Now, the mind's involved in getting in faith, but you don't believe God with your mind. Romans 10, 9 and 10, you remember, it says, for with the heart, man believes. Now, he's not talking about your physical blood pump either. You couldn't believe God with your physical heart any more than you could believe God with your kidney. Or a lung. No. Well, what do you mean, heart? Well, you look up the words. Anybody know what the heart of a pine tree is? The center the core. What's the heart of a watermelon? That's the part I always eat. My motto is eat the best, leave the rest. <laughs> Someone said, well, you won't leave any further. Buy more watermelons. Don't have a poverty spirit. Get more watermelons. <laughs> Amen. Trust in the Lord with all of your that's your inner being. Your spirit. You're not just a body. You're not a mind. You're a spirit. You have a mind. You live in a body. Amen. God is a spirit. did not the scripture say? God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now we're getting to the core of how Jesus knew you now. The spirit of God is a spirit. And he leads us through our spirit, not through our intellect, not through our physical feelings, but through our spirit. Proverbs also says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inner parts of the belly. We might say today it's like the light bulb. How does God enlighten us? How does he shine the light to show us what to do and what is the way? He does it by his spirit through our spirit. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Uh, you know, Jesus said it like this on the last day of the feast. John said, he cried out and said, everyone that's thirsty, come to me. And as it's written, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Holy Spirit. He's not talking about your intestines. He's not talking about your stomach. He's the core of your being. So when you're talking about my heart spiritually, uh, you really, you lay your hand up here, it's not accurate. Hmm? My heart spiritually here. The core of my being, the center of my being. Amen. You understand if your body died today, you would not cease to exist. You'd still be you. Amen. You'd still have your mind so will we know one another up there well do you know one another down here you're not going to turn into an angel you're going to be you I'm going to be me Amen. certainly we will I don't have time to get into that but certainly we have a lot to look forward to getting reacquainted with all our relatives and grandma and grandpa and how about great 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 great, great grandpa you never met we're going to meet them all the apostle Paul Peter and everybody going to be a grand time. Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding in all your ways. Do what? Acknowledge Acknowledge him. And then what will happen? He shall direct your paths. So here's the first big key here. We see to allowing him to direct us in all our paths, all the affairs of life. What is it? In all of our ways. Acknowledge him. Now go with me please to the book of Romans. Man this is so big I may not get through with it tonight. Romans. Chapter 8. Verse 14. Romans 8. Now we're asking the question you know how did Jesus know. What to do? I, for time's sake, I won't read all the scriptures, but we saw how Simeon knew by the Holy Ghost that he wouldn't see death till he saw the Christ. He knew by the Spirit to just come into that place at exactly the right time to see them as they were offering up the sacrifices. And you remember he saw Jesus, the babe, and he took him in his hands and he said, I've seen him. Now I can go in peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we know things in life? Yes, we can, supernaturally. Can we be at the right place at the right time? Yes, all the time? How? By the Spirit, it said. Now, here's something that'll help you. Get your words in line with this. I've said this for years. I'm going to keep on saying it. I'm always at the right place at the right time. Start saying that. And you need to say it when it looks like you made a wrong turn the last three times. And wound up at the wrong place. Talk by faith. Amen. Everybody said out loud, I'm always always, at the right place, at the right right time, time, spirit led. -led. Amen. Amen. Talk that way. It gives the Lord more to work with in your life. Jesus, the Bible said that when he came up out of the river Jordan, the spirit of God appeared in a bodily shape and form as a dove and came and sat on him and immediately he was led. The Spirit led him into the wilderness and, of course, sustained him through all that temptation. And then it says, what about verse 14? He came out in the power of the Spirit. That's right. Hallelujah. know right. The Spirit of God is with us in times of temptation, in times of trial to sustain us and can bring us out in power. Spirit led, Jesus was spirit led, Simeon was. You read the book of Acts, like we said Sunday, almost every chapter you see at least two references to the Holy Spirit. I mean, they're always talking about the Holy Spirit this, Holy Spirit that, Holy Spirit said go, Holy Spirit said don't go. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, is he as real to us as he was to them he's supposed to be? He should, and you and I can increase and cultivate, it's within our power to become closer to him. In Romans 8, 14, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. How many know he calls men and ladies sons of God? Both are sons of God. Are you a son of God then? Yes. Then can you expect to be Spirit-led? Yes. That'd be a good confession, wouldn't it? I'm a Spirit-led son of God. That's more exciting than you said so. Let's say it out loud, I'm a a Spirit-led Son of God. God. Let's say it together, I'm a Spirit-led Son of God. God. That's saying something, that's a mouthful. Verse 16, the Spirit itself, King James says, most modern translations say himself, and that's really, if you look up the Greek word, it's autos, and it means that. The Spirit himself, or really the very self-same Spirit, would be a literal thing. He bears witness with what? With our spirit that we are the children of God. Does he let you know when you're born again that you're born again? How does he do that? Now here's the big question. How did Jesus know what to preach? Exactly the same way you knew you were born again. Amen. Amen. And how was that? You just know. I said you just know. You've got the witness. Inside you. And he bears witness with what part of your being? Your spirit. Your spirit. Now if I said. I'm going to call you tomorrow. Then you would understand. I'm probably talking about calling you on the telephone. But if you got confused. And you waited by the refrigerator all day. (laughs) Could you get my call? No, no. No, because I can't call you through the refrigerator. How am I going to call you? Through the phone. So if you wanted to hear what I was going to say to you, then you should stay close to the phone. If you want to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to you, you've got to stay aware of the part of your being that he's going to communicate with you through. And that is your spirit. Now, the truth is, so many people are just flesh conscious. All they're conscious of is their body and their feelings. And a few people are more intellect conscious. They're just conscious of their thoughts and their thinking. If all you're aware of is how you feel and what you think, then you won't be aware of his communication. You know, uh, Dave, stand up here real quick, brother. Now, what if brother Dave here wanted to tell me something and it was vital information? It was something I was trying to find out and he's trying, but he can't move. He can't invade anything. He's going to tell me. And what if I'm saying, man, I want to know. I wish I could find out. I wish Dave would tell me that. What do y'all think?
1: <laughs>
0: let's counsel tell me what I ought to do <laughs> I can pull my hair I can pace the floor but if I will never look at him if I will never acknowledge him if I'll never give him a chance he can't tell me That's right. I mean isn't it so how many times Christians are you know they finally say well I finally just prayed about it And you thought, has it come to that? (laughs) Exhaust every other resource. Ask everybody and their brother and sister what you think I ought to do. Have folk vote on it. Run polls. Everything. And then finally in desperation, and a lot of people never, never. But then some in desperation go, Holy Ghost, are you there? And he's like, "I've been here all the time. Now keep standing right, come right here and just keep standing if you don't mind. Uh, this scripture here, verse 16, the spirit bears witness with our spirit. That's an interesting phrase in the Greek. it means a co-witnessing. It means a witnessing with. Now here's the thing. You are not alone. Amen. Somebody else lives in you now. Right. That you're born again. Thank you. that's right. Another person. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just as real as the, a separate person from you that's sitting beside you or behind you or in front of you. And uh, imagine this. If I was in. Now we don't want this. But if my mind was in Dave's mind. <laughs> if my mind was inside his mind. Verbal, audible communication would be unnecessary. That's right. Isn't that right? Yes. I mean, because if I thought something, he could pick it up. Yes. And he'd just know. And at the speed of thought, we could have communications that would cover volumes in milliseconds. That's right. This is the kind of communion that is available to us in the Holy Ghost. That's why he can let you know things in the flash of an eye. Take you three weeks to try to explain it and still not get it out. But just like that, you just knew it. But we have to be aware. Go ahead and sit down, Brother Dave. Thank you, sir. Read it again. The Spirit himself bears witness with what part of our being? Our spirit, our spirit that we are The children of God. I see I'm not going to be able to get through with this tonight. So I'll just. I'll finish up this point real good. And unless the Lord says something else. We may pick up with this next time. I'm just giving you two major points tonight. The first one is. Awareness. Aware of your own spirit. Makes you more aware of his spirit. Because that's where his spirit is. And that's how his spirit communicates with you. Now what can I do to make myself more aware of my own spirit? The stronger your spirit is, the more aware you are of it. Anybody ever worked out with weights before? Maybe too much? First time? I know when I was a teenager, my dad and I said we we're going to work out biceps. And we found out this routine it was supposed to really do the job, buddy. And so we did it. And the next day, both of us were like this. (laughs) Couldn't shave, couldn't hardly eat. I was more aware of my biceps than I had ever been. Why? Because I was working them out. Is that right? I was exercising them. Anything you do that exercises your spirit instead of just your intellect or just your body will make you more aware of your spirit. Praying, reading the Bible, praying in the spirit, praising God, worshiping God. Now, if you just do it off the top of your head, it doesn't work. But if you do it from your insides, you do it with your spirit, it makes you more aware of spiritual things in general. That's a whole topic. But the second thing that ties in together with this is reverence and respect. To get things from the Holy Spirit, you have to respect him. You have to honor him. You have to show him respect. If you go through the New Testament, you'll see that, you know, the things that it warns about doing with the Holy Spirit. He says, don't quench him. Don't insult him. One translation says of a Hebrews verse. Don't grieve him. You remember that? Isaiah said, don't vex him. Well, if you're showing proper respect, you're not going to do any of these. Remember when he came, he came into bodily shape and form as a dove. Mm -hmm. Well, the Holy Spirit is not a dove. You know, I think some people got confused about that. No, he's not a dove. He just took that form. He's a spirit. He takes the form of cloud, light, fire. He's amazing. Sometimes it's hard for us to think of a person who can do that. He can But why didn't he take the form of an elephant? He's big. The form of a lion. He's powerful. Because there are certain definite characteristics about his person that he wanted to portray. Even though he's so awesome and mighty, he's not going to make us do anything. He's gentle. He's not going to try to coerce us or force us. And so if you want something from him, you have to be quiet and listen. And show respect. Amen. Amen. Now what I do, just like tonight, you know, here we've got service coming up. Uh, we've had real busy day. We were in Ohio just not long ago doing things up there. And I come back and I told Phyllis earlier in the day, I said, I'm not doing anything. I'm going in the bedroom and getting quiet. That is it. It gets to a point where you just need to go, that's it, that's it. I'm getting quiet. And I got in there and I just lay down. I got quiet. I prayed in the spirit. I got quiet. I took a little nap. Then I woke up and just kept praying. What am I doing? Trying to get my mind quiet and my body quiet so I can hear him. Amen. Amen. And so I'm saying, Lord, what should I teach on tonight? Which way you want us to go? I mean, I got a lot of notes, but that means nothing till you hear from him. What do we do tonight? And I thought about some of the different things we had read in the chapters this week. And remember, I've got somebody else inside me.
1: That's right.
0: And I'd think about maybe teaching on that, and I just don't have anything else. Mm -hmm. And I'd think about, you know, stand back up, brother Dave. I'm sorry. Let's say Dave is me. And let's say I'm the Holy Spirit, and here Dave's, you know, laying in the bed. He's getting quiet. He's praying, and the Holy Spirit's right here. So Dave says, you know, what about teaching on this? I do nothing. What about this? I'm thinking about this. And I thought about, you know, how Jesus uh, took those, uh, told his disciples to go and check on that cult, you know. And I thought, how did he know to do that? How did he know where that coat was going to be? How did he know? And when I said that, the spirit inside me stepped up and said, yep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't mean I heard a voice, but there was something else besides me. Right. Yeah. I had this witness, yeah. okay. this quickening, mm-hmm. this, yeah, yeah, this is it. The mm-hmm. more I thought about it, the stronger it was. Yeah. Didn't hear a voice. Didn't have a hot flash or a cold flash or yeah. goosebumps or none of that. I just knew. And somebody besides me was like, "I'm thinking, that's the way to go." And then he steps up and go, "Yeah, you're right, that's the way to go." Not audible, not verbal, but a sense, a knowing. Thank you, sir. Does that make sense?" And so all the time, I don't care whether it's buying a car, or deciding where to stop for fuel in the airplane, or deciding what to buy for the church, or deciding who to put in what position, who to use. I, that's the way I live. 24 hours a day. I'm always checking this. Yes. And if I don't have anything, I wait mm-hmm. till I get it. Amen. Yes. And then when you have the witness, when it's God, the further you go with it, the stronger it gets when it's him. God. Don't try to hear voices. Yes. Don't try to see things. Yes. Don't let other people lead you. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. Don't let other folk tell you what to do. Don't ask everybody and their brother what they think you ought to do. If anybody's got something good to give you, they got it from him. And he's in you. Amen. Amen. You can go straight to the source. When you got big decisions to make, get in there and get quiet. Turn the TV off. Turn the radio off. Unplug the phone if you need to. Get in there and get absolutely quiet. Get your mind quiet. Because he's not going to talk to you through your mind. Get your body quiet. He doesn't talk to you through your body. Get quiet. Amen? Amen. And if you'll just wait on him, pray and praise and wait, get quiet, you'll begin to know. It'll just begin to be plain to you'll know on the inside of you. And when you get on the right thing, it's almost sometimes like an electric shock almost. You just, uh, yeah, 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 that's it, that's it, that's it. We're on the right thing now. That's it. Can you say amen? amen? Everybody stand up. Oh, praise the Lord. I think we ought to thank the Lord for the Holy Spirit this evening. I think we ought to lift up our hearts, lift up our voice. Father, we thank you so much. Lord, we thank you so much for giving us the great, mighty Holy Spirit whom you've sent to indwell us and to be our guide and to be our teacher and to be our helper. Pray this after me if you would. Father God, God, thank you you. for the gift, the gift, the great gift. Of the Holy Spirit. He is in me. He is my teacher. He is my helper. He is my guide. He is my counselor. He is my strengthener. He is all I need. He leads me. Into all truth. He teaches me. All things. I need to see and know. He brings, he brings to my remembrance everything, everything. You've, said to me. you've said to me. He shows me things to come. He shows me things to come. Lord, help me, Lord, help me to, become more aware, to become more aware, more in tune, more in, tune, more in, sync, more in sync with Him, with him the, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to follow Him, to follow him more, fully more fully in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Everybody lift up your hands and just pray a little bit. If you pray in tongues, pray in the Spirit. Or or pray with your understanding and just be aware of your Spirit. He can lead and guide you right now. He can make some things known to you and make some things plain to you right now. Everybody lift up your voice. Oh, Father, we bless you. Praise your holy name. This ministry has been brought
1: to you today free of charge